0: Hundreds of thousands have fled their homes to escape conflict in Ukraine. Search DEC or text RADIO to 70150 to give £10. This program is
1: for mature audiences only. Please have your fake ID ready. Welcome
2: to Blind Guy Talks Tech, the weekend edition. Featuring John Priest. Tim Schwartz, Robin Kristofferson, Sally Clay. But first, that blind guy himself, it's Stephen Scott. Oh, hello. Welcome to another weekend edition here on uh, on the podcast. You know, it's so weird that I don't have a radio station name to say that on. Um, please, please hear us. Um, oh, stick on the podcast. Honestly, it's the best place. Uh, we've got uh, the one and only Sally Clay with us. Sally Clay. Right, darlings.
1: <laughs> <laughs> get up, you just up, have um. to do
2: that. You just have to do that. Uh, Robin Christopherson, land of all he surveys is here from England.
0: I'm feeling somber.
2: Yeah, so am I. So am I. It's, yep. it's, it's, it's a really, really tough one this week, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Like, yep. I'll try and get. I'll
0: try and get peppy, but yeah.
2: <laughs> I know. I, I, I honestly tried. I was like, um, do we do we even do this this week? Is this the right <laughs> thing to do? Um, but you know, what I think some people just need a bit of escapism, and um, I mean, I, I'm at the point where I can get about ten minutes into news at ten, and then I have to turn it off. And yeah, I'm the just same. Just it's I, like I
1: can't even look at the headlines, of BBC News. I just was like this morning, I put them on, and I was
2: like, <sighs> I know, I can't do it. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. just so, it's just so tough. So um, horrendous. Yeah, I mean, and our, our thoughts are with everyone, and it yep. is so. It, it, it feels so meaningless to say that, you know, when you think what those people are going through, you just think, "I, I What can I possibly? What, what am I doing? So, you know, we are trying to do something. We've we've contacted local uh, people who are collecting at the moment for Ukraine, um, in particular um, things like uh, towels, things like um, mm-hmm. uh, feminine. Products, products, yeah, you know <laughs> things, that, yeah. I don't, I don't Come on, Stephen, you name. can say yeah. it. Don't, I don't, I don't Sanitary products, yeah, exactly, yes, exactly, <laughs> and lots of other stuff as well. So it's like things like that. If I can contribute, and we can contribute in some way, then we'll do that. You know, it's sometimes feels better in a way than giving money, although money is important. And you know, we we are of course supporting the disasters emergency committee appeal, which was launched uh, on Thursday night, and uh, we will of course be promoting that here on the podcasts, so if you can give, please do. But we know a lot of people can't do that, and there, there are things we can do. Apart from that, they're, they're not looking for clothing at the moment, which is interesting, mm-hmm. uh, because I think we were kind of thinking we could maybe donate some clothing, but I don't think that's a big issue at the moment. I think it's more blankets. to do with... But blankets, yes, yeah, blankets. Just have to
1: keep them
2: warm. Yeah, sanitary products, those kind of mm-hmm. things. So it's, it's really important things, the essentials mm-hmm. at the moment. So if people can give, there are lots of ways. I mean, you know, locally, there are people collecting... Um, I saw someone even doing this on. I thought was really clever. Actually, on Amazon they created like a, a wish list type thing, and you could just go and order from Add there, it, yeah. and just and just send it off. And I thought that was that was brilliant. But um, yeah, it, it's just it's there are there are no words, frankly, that I can offer that are any use to anybody on this.
1: At the risk of being incredibly controversial, there's also those civilian casualties in Russia that you know that's yeah. difficult to, to forget. Uh, it's difficult to remember, you know, because it's obviously the Ukraine stuff. But there's also these guys that are. You know, going through stuff over there as well, and you know, Getting you forget that because for, of the political, yeah. mm-hmm. political bent that you know that we're supporting, then you forget about the casualties of ordinary people. They,
2: they do ask and for this, yeah, exactly. And you know, you see, you know, the, the people who are incredibly brave in Russia who are going out to protest, uh, mm. you know, and they are they are also taking their lives in their hands doing that because mm-hmm. the Russian regime doesn't pay any interest to that. Um, the journalists who are trying to keep the story going. And, you know, of course, that's all being shut down because the TV channels are being told, if you don't go our way on this, then, you know, good luck to you, basically. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, you know, the the people who are are dying, I mean, it's just the whole thing is pointless. That's what this is what's so infuriating about it. You know, I think we've all come through this pandemic and we've accepted the fact that nature has its way, if you believe the virus, didn't come from a lab somewhere um <laughs> I'm saying nothing but, but at the same token right I don't think i, I personally don't believe and until I'm told otherwise I, I won't believe that it was an intentional act I think it was a mistake if it did come from a lab I think it was a, a, oh. a, a, an error um you disagree Robin
0: well i'm 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 the opposite of a conspiracy person so you well, know it's not a conspiracy theory yeah
2: it's not a conspiracy theory anymore. I mean, this, is, this has been touted by many people. I mean, I think mm-hmm. the problem is, again, that everything gets so politicised. So, you know, Donald Trump says it comes from a lab, and everyone says, well, it can't possibly come from a lab, because what does Trump know? Um, <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. It is, becomes then the all the, US the past. The government that are same. democratic are saying it could have done.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, it has been quite widely touted, hasn't it, as you say?
2: Yeah, it's not a conspiracy. I mean, scientists have been saying this for a long time, but way mm-hmm. before... It, it, you know, especially when Facebook, for example, was shutting people down for even suggesting the idea. Which, I have to say, that rings alarm bells to me. Um, They've
1: been doing that from the get-go, really, haven't they? Just covertly and now more overtly. Yeah. Yeah. Sadly. Well, uh,
0: Peppy.
2: Yeah.
0: Trying. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, Where's these Sean? Are Where's Tim, Stephen?
2: Do you know, it's a good point. Where is Sean? Where is Tim? Uh, Tim couldn't be with us today, unfortunately. Now look at Sean, because he has no internet. Because you know what? I believe a fox has bitten through the cable between him, (laughs) uh, his lovely house, and his lovely shed.
1: You need to play his jingle now just for that.
2: Just for that, yeah. (laughs) But that's all I can play because I have to cut it off. You see, it's appropriate if I cut it off, you see, because that's what's happened to him.
1: Well done. Great man, explaining there, Steve. (laughs)
2: Thanks. (laughs) I'm great at that, you know. I have to say, I'm great at it, but also terrible at it at the same time. So I don't know how that works. Um, (laughs) Terrible for
1: uh, it, great at it.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, look, there's, there are other things going on in the world. I mean, I must admit, no one's really paying any attention to them, and, and probably rightly <laughs> so. Um, but, you know, for those of us who want a bit of escapism from the news, um, there's an Apple event next week. <laughs> Yay! Yay. <laughs> uh, I will say that I am I am actually really looking forward to this because it's a bit like the, I don't know, it's a bit like your TV, your favourite TV show coming back, right, or your favourite movie coming out on a franchise. <laughs> you think, oh, it's like Deadpool 3. You know, I'm just, I can't wait. Mandalorian.
1: Um, Oh,
2: because Well, yes. Someone, someone tried. Someone, I called yesterday. Someone was trying to tell me all about Star Trek. Star Wars. Uh, you know, I, no, well, oh, sorry. Yes, yeah, so I get them mixed up all the time. But I was, I was, saying to them, I said they watch Star Trek, right? And they're like, oh, you should. And I'm like, I, I I've never watched it. And then, and then it's like football fans in Scotland, right? As soon as you tell them you're not interested. They begin to explain the whole thing to you.
1: Yeah, of course.
2: And I'm like I, I I don't I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't know what <laughs> any of this wh- means. Why
1: out of interest? Why are you why are you so non interested by it? Because you know what? I'm not a well, maybe I'm a bit geeky, but Not a proper geek, you know. I'm not a full-on nerd, Um, and uh, I love Star Trek. I've always loved it because, to me, it's just like a a soap in space.
0: Yeah, soap in space.
1: Well, no, it is though. It is because it. Okay, it's more interesting than that because there's obviously political issues that get tackled and all sorts of things. But it's essentially about people. Yeah, yeah. Politics is. It's about people. It's not about compelling
0: storylines with aliens. What's not to like?
1: Exactly. Exactly. Did you? Are you a Trekkie, Robin?
0: yeah well i used to be to be honest since my eyes have gone um i'm not i'm not bothered about stuff with pictures i like pictures painted by words nowadays but if i hadn't seen star wars when i could see i would probably well i don't know i mean i really value the fact that i saw them when i could see so get them seen Stephen, get them seen while Just you still watching.
1: Well, even if you can't, like I've never had enough vision to w- it, to watch it because it was too fast. You know, there's a lot going on. Yeah. Um, th- you don't need sight to watch it. So if, yeah, whether you have had sight and you, you know, now don't, you could still watch it. If you haven't mm-hmm. had sight and you've never had it, like me, uh, really, then you can watch it. And if you d- don't do have sight now and aren't going to have it, then watch it anyway. So just watch it. Is that is
2: that women splaining? I just want to clarify that. Is that women? <laughs> yeah, that's
1: bird Do you notice how
0: women splaining has to be much more um, basic than mansplaining because we it's f- aimed at us. It's for because men. We're fit, yeah. yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> um, I, I've never. I, I did watch and attempted to watch a Star Wars movie. Uh, I decided because we got we got Disney Plus right, so I thought okay, mm. well they're all on there. And I made the biggest mistake of all by asking someone who was a Star Wars fan, a wari. is that what you call it? A wari, like a no. Trekkie? Ooh. No, okay. yeah, maybe. I it's a wari. <laughs> <And, laughs> um, Never heard of that, but you know. <laughs> and, and they were like, uh, well, you, you don't watch them in order. And you avoid no. certain ones, and I'm like, oh, I'm so bored already. I mean, it's just like just I've watch just wandered five. into, I've that's just eight, wandered two. into a library full four, of four, five, and six. Four, five and six are the best. It, ones. This what? doesn't make any sense. Why? What's wrong with one? Because one's one, two, It's because they're
1: prequels. So just watch the original three. That's all you need to know.
2: Yeah. So hang on, so one, two, three, or four, five, six. No, no, no. no forget
1: about one, two, three. So, just right. watch the original three. Just all you. Care. That's all you need to care about. If they've so got boring. 1970 written after them, then that's all you need to care about.
0: Four, five, six were brilliant. Yeah, They were the original ones. I don't know why they started at 4, but they did. When the um, words came up on the screen at the very beginning of the very first Star Wars episode, it said, episode 4, well, IV, The Last Hope. So, um, yeah, they went straight in at 4. A new hope. Uh, f- 1, 2, and 3, which came yeah. after 4, 5, and 6, yeah. were when computer graphics weren't brilliant and the stories were mega cheesy. So, just, yeah, expunge those from history. Sponch. Um that's a great yeah, word i like that word but no you should you should give it a go at least anyway, definitely no, come on people... if you
1: got if you're gonna do it you might as well do it now when you need this escapism dis- distraction
2: true true yeah. get star wars but, on. So, but that's so the one for the team did, I, but no, but here's the thing i did watch the, one of them i don't know which, which one, one, one did it was. You, watch? you don't know i know. it was like a pedal <laughs> bin talking to a robot it made no sense to me and there was they were kind of throwing around um fluorescent light tubes at each other it all seemed a bit weird and i thought <laughs> i don't get this it's a story where's the story there Where's the story? story? What was story? It's a robot talking to Ben.
1: No, that's... You're obviously just neglecting the whole story. Look, turn your eyes off. That's what you need to do, Stephen just get the audio description oh, so uh, turn oh, your oh, eyes oh, off so it
2: was my eyes that were getting in the way yeah right. that's okay. what so it was <laughs> if, you, if you just listen to it it all makes perfect sense
0: yeah exactly <laughs> look it's a high movie they've got fluorescent yeah. swords <laughs> yeah to be fair
2: it's an accessible movie <laughs> yeah it's a very good good color contrast yeah that's uh, the key honestly own your blindness Stephen come I on I think I'd probably rather Star Trek I'll tell you all I know about no, Star, Star Trek, Trek is, is my dad used to watch it all the time and my dad was a postman I used to do radio uh, late at night. So I'd come in about two or three in the morning. He would be getting up about that time to go out to work. And he'd always put the TV on. He'd have recorded it. And we'd sit and watch a Star Trek together. But I had no idea what was going on. But I will say, I I get your point about being a bit more like a soap. Because it felt more there was a story. And I felt, in a way, if I was going to be one or the other, it would be a Trekkie. Because I could probably follow that. Because there seemed to be some kind of basis in reality Whereas I don't know what the hell was going on. There was a there was a bear at one point in this other thing. There was there was Chewbacca,
1: oh, okay.
2: um, and I'm like, well, what's that thing? I, like, oh, like, I don't know what's going on here. I just thinking a, a, a lozenge of some kind. Is um, it like COVID? I mean, what was going on? So oh, honestly, just, there's
1: there's no hope for you. Not even a new hope or the last hope.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Although it does crack me up with. Um, Wookiee language where he says to Han like that, like one, you know little yeah, short sort of thing grunt. and then Han will say oh no, Darth Vader's taken Princess Leia to the Death Star, oh no it's like a whole sentence in yeah, that one it's all gone on
1: in his head, I reckon there's a, the bond between them, you know, it's a yeah. romance between those two, so they're so going
2: um, <laughs> shall, we, shall we do some emails because uh, we get, we, we, as you know we get emails every day, every day we get emails <laughs> emails <gasps> We get, email. Email. we get your email every day Ding dong Here's your email today That's terrifying,
1: wasn't it? Uh, okay <laughs> uh, What, mine Let's or not do- yours?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Let's not do that ever again No um, Okay, so we uh, did an episode this week the, uh, the one which I think a lot of people got interested in Was the Great Mac Debate um mm. rebecca mm. skipper calls it the big mac debate we can't call it that rebecca that's against the law and we will be sued by mcdonald's <sighs> other awful fast food is available um it's great being on the internet isn't it? you can see what you want it's like i can see anything here it's great until of course you know someone says i can't <laughs> well, i will say this i do enjoy a mcdonald's breakfast Ooh, just saying guys no.
1: <laughs> i do like a mcflurry like a, a you know, every four years or so, a McFlurry. Marvelous. Well, they used to
2: do a thing in KFC called the Avalanche. Do you remember this? The, the Avalanche? I've never eaten machine. a KFC.
1: Do you know that? Ever? You've never eaten a KFC? No, nope.
2: neither. You know, Sally and I went to coffee. Well, t- not to coffee.
1: For coffee.
2: Coffee came to us. No, um, we, <laughs> went, we went to get coffee on, was it Tuesday? Tuesday.
1: I know, Stephen's still um, recovering.
2: <laughs> honestly, I was destroyed by the end of that. And I, I don't know what it was. Well, I do know what it was. Tablets, new tablets, bad bad idea starting them on a week meeting Sally. I was fine at the time, but then as soon as I left, it was just... <laughs> and that was me. I, was, I sounded like that bear in That's that weird. film. yeah. <sighs> Chewbacca. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> um, <laughs> I've never watched these movies in my life. Don't complain at me. I don't know what you mean. Well, learn. Because this is what's going to happen. I'm going to get 100 emails now saying, well, you should actually watch uh, episode five first because episode five is better I don't care
1: do you know what i can feel a star wars marathon coming on i'm going to subject <sighs> you to a star wars marathon
2: you don't know where I'm i am gonna invade I do. maria will tell me yeah no she won't trust me she will um she doesn't like people either no i'm only kidding um <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> uh, rebecca skipper gets in touch uh talking about she says weighing in on the big mac debate <clears throat> great mac debate rebecca let me just clarify um i've decided to give my take on the pros and cons of the mac and windows we're not talking about Windows, but okay, fine. Uh, I like the Mac's sound quality. I think we'd all agree on that. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. laptops, especially, are the d- d- Sorry, sound. Sorry, sound is brilliant. <coughs> Unlike my ability to speak. Uh, consistent menu-driven interface. That's a good point. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah,
0: menus rather than those ribbons. Yeah,
1: yeah, mm-hmm. those ribbons annoy me.
2: And if you've got the ribbon doesn't matter because you've got that menu at top so and that's always been there i think that was just yeah that's that's fantastic about the mac yep, yep. um and also the fact that the screen reader uh, there has a screen reader and advanced word processor or, oh, sorry, I pardon, and the fact that a screen reader and advanced word processor are included
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: i don't know if that's a text edit is good
0: enough yeah.
2: yeah um, yeah text edit notepad on the on the windows side i mean you know more than you need i think uh, i didn't co- like notepad did you not
1: sorry no because you, at least text edit has a spell check you can you can spell check in text edit you can't on it's notepad true, yeah. having said that given uh, what we were talking about the other day or you guys were talking about the other day on the the great mac debate uh, was the uh, the not responding pattern of um text edit and i found mm. that in particular particularly in text edit that when you load it up, it just sits there and hangs and does absolutely nothing for hours. So I had to actually download a different one called TextMate to complete a form that I was filling in last week. So
2: well, no, hang on just a sec on that, because is that because, because I had this problem as well, when you open it up at first, it takes you to that new document window?
1: No, no, no. It just said text edit not responding, oh. literally. That's what it said. And it hung hmm. there for for hours. I had to turn everything off. And I still haven't learned how to disable apps from a kind of a system tray or whatever the equivalent is on on the mac yet so yeah i was a bit bit confused so i had to come and get the sighted the guide husband had
0: to come
2: <laughs> the <out. husband>. <laughs> <laughs> there's no refunds at the at the stephen scott store just to be clear on this just, just for <laughs> oh, uh, no legal reasons there are no refunds available <laughs> what about my warranty
1: what about my extended starbucks
2: warranties s- satisfaction or your money back guaranteed but uh, there is an asterisk there uh, money back uh, guarantee has now been uh <laughs> <was> um, <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so Rebecca goes She says, I also like integration with iOS. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think that's mm-hmm. the winner, frankly. Mm-hmm. It's not so much the iOS, yep. it's the fact that you've got FaceTime, you've got iMessage. It's across the platform, universal copy. Oh! Yep. Best Mine thing doesn't ever.
0: work, never has.
2: Got it on the same network? Don't... You definitely yeah. have the same network on both?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure?
0: Yeah. yeah. I'm in the same house. <laughs>
2: Yeah, so doesn't mean going, it doesn't you could be on 4G user on user your phone and you could be on, on, on the phone. <laughs> so we'll start the drinking game again.
1: <laughs> although we
2: could all do with it, I must admit.
1: Yes, I think so. <laughs> um,
2: and then Star Wars. Inconsistent okay. support for third-party cloud services like Dropbox concern me, although that has been updated today. They've just dropped an announcement that they're bringing an M1 Mac update to Dropbox about blooming time. There was also an announcement about OneDrive as well this week mm-hmm. for uh, OneDrive users that uh, an M1 update is coming very shortly, if not already. So,
1: Incidentally, what's the Google Drive um, support Terrible. like? Is it te- oh, no, not. Sh- it's fine. I mean, it's, it's oh, actually, no. a lot
2: of people are, are actually very positive about Google Drive. I haven't used it, so I can't say, but I have heard a lot of good things about it, and I think it's got a lot more features than OneDrive might have. I don't know. I mean, I pref-
1: I, yeah, I vastly prefer that to Dropbox and OneDrive. For, personally, that's just my personal choice. I really, really enjoy Google Drive.
2: Online or just as a it's an, an app
1: um, but online too just all of it the whole thing right. I, there's more space you know for, for nothing mm-hmm. um yeah i just cheapskate. find it easy to use i oh, know i'm a cheapskate unashamedly so <laughs> <laughs> i'm english right come on
2: <laughs> but you're, you're, you're in scotland now it's, it's not the english part it's the scottish part that's affected you that's the problem you oh, come you here maybe that's it what tight. it
1: is maybe it's the Glasgow. yeah the glasgow bit has been yeah. bitten me
2: I wouldn't ever think an English person being tight. That's not, that's not a thing. Oh, but no, they a are. Scottish person, oh, I mean, come on.
1: I think we are. I think English people are tight. I think we pretend that we're not, but I think depends on where you are. North of England, they're not so much, but certainly Southern English. Oh, no, no, sorry, not spending that.
2: You do, uh, <laughs> Hashtag, where are you tight? No, that's a bad one. That's not oh,
1: good. no, um, bad hashtag, Stephen. Bad
2: hashtag, bad, bad hashtag. Um, but yes... Um... <laughs> <laughs> Rebecca's concerned about Dropbox, and she says, but that is, of course, Dropbox's responsibility, and you're right. Um, But again, the good news is, if you're an M1 Mac owner, you will get an update, which will fix it, because there was an issue with the latest update of um, Mac OS, which was going to disable some of the APIs that meant that Dropbox wouldn't work properly. And I had this issue where Dropbox has been very flaky for a little while, but I, I'm holding on to Dropbox because I've got about 18 terabytes on there so I can't really yeah. do much oh, about it.
1: I just find Dropbox so flaky in general for me. I've I've never enjoyed it at all. Yeah.
0: Well, on Windows, mine's always been rock solid, you know, instantaneous which and reliable. But yeah, I mean, on the Mac side, it has been a bit um, less uh, well-supported, I think. But yeah, that kernel extension issue, basically no third-party apps are allowed into the kernel anymore. So they're having to... Do it in a different way.
2: Uh, um, Also, (laughs) persistent (laughs) notification announcements and the number of VO keys to complete some tasks annoys me. Though my attitude might change when I learn Numpad Commander. (gasps) Oh, So uh, uh, Brian got in touch from Rule Blind Tech Show and he's, uh, what did he say on Twitter this week? He said, um, the royalty checks aren't getting across the pond, Stephen, for all these mentions of the... uh, the numpad commander. Uh, and the reason he says that is because it was Brian at the Rubland Tech Show who told me all about the numpad <laughs> commander. So, yes, please go. And I strongly encourage you to do In fact, we'll put the link in the notes. Go check out that episode because, honestly, it will change your life. It was so well done. And he, uh, you listened to it as well, Robin, you found, mm-hmm. you started using the numpad commander mm-hmm. as a result. I should send it to you as mm-hmm. well, Sal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you honestly, should because
1: I, I, I think that could be really beneficial to me as well.
2: It's just annoying that you can't get a macbook that's got an umpad in it you know it's even the even the larger ones are 16 inch you know there's a lot of room yeah, there yeah just there massive is, especially on the right, right
1: of the um <laughs> i suppose is that a speaker though on the right of the uh, touchpad it
2: is yeah but i mean come on they could they could slim that down a bit i mean it, the, the 14 inch has got a smaller speaker and to be honest i can't really tell the difference we were in the apple store destroying it and <laughs> um Sorry, Glasgow. Yes, I broke it. Destroyed the Glasgow Apple Store. As soon as I started
1: touching things, a security guard came in and said, "What do you want? What you doing?" I was like, "Sorry." Well,
2: it's because it's because you uh, started picking HomePods off the wall. I
1: I did. To be fair, I was picking them up and having a look.
2: But they were actually on the wall like a display, and she was just all falling off. It was hilarious. No, they weren't. They were in I was my just hand. leaving it.
1: No, yeah, but, but they were I on the wall. Oh, they no, were. They were, the wall. they were on the wall, but they're not anymore.
2: No, <laughs> someone's job to fix that. Uh, but you, you did have a play around with the sixteen, and you were quite surprised yep. at the size of this thing. And it's a yeah, big, it is big, it's a beast.
1: It is. I, I must say, I'm a definitely an air an air fan rather than a, a mm-hmm. pro or anything like that. I just find these big, huge bricks just not not attractive, not useful, not ergonomic. And it's difficult to carry around.
2: Uh, just, just don't talk about me when I'm in the room, Sal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, I've got a
0: MacBook Pro 16, but it just lives on a on a laptop stand and I'm just mm-hmm. using a normal, well, not normal, you know, a, 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 an Apple Magic extended keyboard, so.
2: But you've got the older version, so it's actually, yours is a better size because it's much thinner, whereas the oh. new MacBook Pros are much thicker than it's that. It's
0: huge.
2: Wow. Yeah, it's it's more like the old twenty fifteen MacBook Pros, um, and even before that, I mean, I remember the I remember the MacBook. I don't think they were called MacBooks and PowerBooks when they were the the big seventeen inch models, and they were huge. And it's not dissimilar to that, and the weight as well. I mean, this fourteen inch one I've got here is it's, it's a bit of a beast, but I do love it. I must mm. say, I do love that machine. It's it's absolutely brilliant.
1: Does it essentially function as a desktop though? Your your oh, that's yes. fourteen. Yeah.
2: Do you know, I'll be honest. Any Mac at this point, even the base level Mac Mini, it's like six nine nine, is gonna do you so well. I mean, you don't I don't think most users will need beyond that. And even if you are a power user. I'll give you an example. Marco Flalo, who I do the TV show with, right? He bought a twenty one and a half thousand dollar so Canadian dollars, shake that down to whatever it becomes, um Mac Pro. The brand new Mac Pro, big, big, big. The cheese grater thing. That you know, you got to pay extra for wheels. Um, <laughs> was that including
0: the XDR display?
2: Or he didn't buy that. No, he didn't buy that. One. Wow. So that was just the box. Just <laughs> twenty-one, got like two hundred fifty-six gigs
0: of RAM, or something. Wow.
2: It was, oh, it was ridiculous. Yeah, it was, I mean, he he maxed this thing right out, and he buys himself when it comes out the brand new M1 Mac Mini. Base level, 699, or whatever the Canadian equivalent was. And um, he put them both to the test. And on various video tests, the Mac Mini won. Like, just beat it, hands down.
1: Wow. And
2: he's sitting there with his head in his hands going, like, are you serious?
1: I've just shelled out.
2: I've spent all this money.
1: Yeah.
2: And this machine at 699 can do the same job. Now, obviously, there are differences. There are clear differences. And when you get into the nuances of the kind of work, it's like, Taking something and just rendering it is one thing in Final Cut, but you know the actual edit process, there will be some lag or whatever on the way, although not much, not much.
1: And I suppose if you're doing high-powered music stuff as well, you know, like the latency could be an issue. But I don't know what it's like on a on a Pro or versus a Mini, because I haven't well, actually tried it I saw it someone
2: yet. on a on a base level Mac like Mini. I saw someone put in, I think it was 9, 99 or two hundred tracks with I don't know mm. that, I another hundred plugins, and they were running this thing. And it wasn't even like juddering; it was fine. It just was like whatever. <laughs> and, and my favorite was someone running uh, Final Cut Pro, playing eight K video, and he was he said, you know, normally if you scrub the video, you it will hang. You know, it can't process quickly enough to be able to show you the frames as you go along. This thing was just like, yep, keep keep it coming, keep it coming. And um, he said, you know, that would be fine. That would be fine on its own. But he then showed you that behind that app, he was also running Adobe Premiere playing the same video. Whoa. So he had two 8K streams going at the same time, and he was able to scrub, and it was just like, yeah, yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah, sure, bring it on, man, yeah. It was amazing, absolutely amazing. So, you know, base level Mac Mini, MacBook Air, I don't think you need any more than that. So when I bought the MacBook Pro, if I'm being brutally honest, it was because I just liked the style of it, there's no need I have in the world for this thing. (laughs) Don't need it. Yep. But I, but I just want it. So. so I'll
1: have it when you've got sick of it. You know, you've got the next thing. I'll have that. You mean next,
2: next. week? Right, OK. Yeah, okay um, right. <laughs> Rebecca goes on to say, the fact that I can use an iPad or iMac and use similar keyboard commands for editing files and browsing the web is another advantage. USB Braille support is great on the Mac. i be interested to hear other people's mm. views on that. Um, it is also possible to get audio description on the Mac in Amazon Prime, something I am not sure about in Windows. OK. Windows is still my preferred system at the moment. There are more apps and resources for Windows 10 and 11, and I like the fact that I have at least three screen readers at my disposal. Third-party apps are better supported. I can get more done thanks to JAWS support for Google Sheets and MS Word, and I don't have to use as many keys to accomplish simple tasks. There are some unique features available in JAWS for Braille users, such as writing Braille equations in the math editor. NVDA is one of the most responsive screen readers on the market today, and is a great alternative in certain situations. The AMD processor is great, and Windows is more affordable than the Mac. I'd love to install Windows on an M1 Mac and have the best of both worlds on one machine. Which you can I'm looking do forward to that. You can do that at the moment, but it's not very functional, if I'm honest.
0: The um, Windows on ARM is still under development. Really, I was listening to Windows Weekly this week, my go-to uh, PC podcast really really good um and they say yeah windows on arm is still a work in progress it hasn't got full you know driver support or um the ecosystem isn't fully fleshed out a lot of that's to do with third-party developers as well but you know jaws sometime this year hopefully as we've heard breaking news on this podcast um a couple of weeks ago, so uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to that because I will, you know, I'm I'm living the the dual OS lifestyle. Really, really love it, and I would like to uh, embrace the M1 or M2 or whatever it's going to be by then. Mm. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to that as well.
1: I just wish I could afford both. Because that's <laughs> that, that's ultimately the the clincher for me is like, can I afford a dual system lifestyle?
2: <laughs> it's sad that you need it though, isn't it? You know, I
1: know it is. It is.
2: Because we kind of do, kind of do need both, yeah. Um, and and it's, it's like one of those things. I mean, that was the interesting thing about the Great might debate that we had was that in the end result, um, I think we came to the conclusion that the best thing to do is buy an iPhone. Uh, for a lot of people, <laughs> it was just enough. It, it, the, it the phone is. itself did, did, did everything I, you needed, you know.
1: But it depends on it, it's. Like we said before, I think or we said copious amounts of times on this podcast that, you know, it's the functionality at work versus home use. And, and it is a massive difference because I've used my iPhone for years and years and years and it's been totally fine. But as and, and soon as I wanted to use anything for education or for work related stuff, then forget it because it's not going to work.
2: Yeah. Um, I want to also say hello and thank you to Rebecca for that email. Mm-hmm. Um, Ril Woolno, I think that's how we pronounce it. Um, apologies if I've got that wrong, but uh, real will now says hello. I listened with interest to your most recent show. I've used Windows since uh, three point one, and I've struggled to learn the Mac. I was about to throw in the towel when I got a new iPhone and needed to flash it. I messed up the setup. Well, my old phone was no longer functional. Family was not available to drive to the Apple Store for help. So, despite the real problems that you identified with Voiceover, I think your comparison to Windows was flawed. The equivalent screen reader is Narrator, not JAWS or NVDA. These don't work out of the box. They need to be installed afterwards. In the case Mm -hmm. of JAWS, this is an expensive alternative. Mm -hmm. I am an every week user of NVDA, but I truthfully would like it if Narrator and I were good friends. Keep up the good work and don't believe Robin and Sean when they tell you I am a small seaside town. Stay well. (laughs) Real. Yeah, so...
0: Rail's a big before. um supporter of the yeah. Echo Show podcast. You know, she's a regular hey. um you know, she she emails in regularly and gives some brilliant tips and suggestions. So hi Rail, big shout out. Oh, but yeah. yeah, she isn't a seaside town in Wales. No. Just saying.
2: Are we absolutely certain <laughs> on that? I think so. Okay, fine. Um okay, so uh, we got an email in from Greg this week who said, uh, hi techies, I have two questions, requests and a comment. <laughs> right, okay. Settle in. Um, Being largely anti-social media since its inception, I've never learned anything about it. But as many organizations and companies no longer provide email contact information, I'm seeking a guide to Twitter that, as old as dirt blind geezer, can make sense of. (laughs) Uh, Okay, at this and hashtag that. And maybe what app on PC and iPhone are worth learning? Okay, Uh, we'll come back to that in a second. any recommendations for a quick start guide, or any interest in doing an episode on Twitter? Yeah, I think we can do that. I think that sounds like a great idea. Um, I'd like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I think at the moment for me on the PC side, TW Blue and Tweez Cake. I haven't tried Tweez Cake. I tend to stick to TW Blue on the PC. Uh, on the Mac, it's what's the new one that's out? Is it? I keep getting yeah, mixed up with this it name. There's a new one that everyone's talking about at the minute, and I, the name escapes me. It's, um, oh, that's it, Spring. Spring. This is a new uh, app you can download for iPhone, for iPads, and also for the Mac. I think if you buy it, it covers all devices. I think it was eight ninety nine. I paid for it, and that covered everything. Um, that is a great Twitter client, fully accessible, very similar to Twitterific, but a little bit more accessible than Twitterific on the Mac side. But... What is also good is it has that syncing across all the devices. So if you start oh, reading Twitter brilliant. on one, mm-hmm. it picks up on the other one. So yeah, that, that's a good one on the Mac and the iPhone, Android. Pff, good luck. Twitter um,
1: <laughs> Twitterific's good on the iPhone too. Mm-hmm. That's what I yeah. use. Yeah, it still, is. Yeah. it's still good, isn't it? So I don't really. But use if you're on Twitter the
2: PC, Greg. I think. Um, TW Blue or Tweezcake is a good place mm. to start. But yeah, we should, we should do a demo of that. Um, we'll get Sean to do it because he's never do. He, would, he didn't turn up this week, so. Oh, no, nobody did. That's asked. his punishment.
1: The Stormwarts are here.
0: <laughs> exactly. um, yeah, uh, TW Blue, great unless you want to add a photo to it. Uh, you can't add images, I don't think, to tweets in TW Blue
2: still. I think you can, but I don't think you can audio or you can't add d- description to them. Yeah. Okay, that
0: was broken last time I, I looked. Um, the Twitter client, uh, it's already installed. If you just bring up the start menu and start typing Twitter, you'll, you'll see it. You just hit enter on that. It's HTML, so, you know, mm-hmm. but it is really, really accessible. It's a little bit finicky, but you can add photos. You can add uh, alternative text. You can schedule tweets quite happily. Um, yeah, so just try the, the standard Twitter app as well.
2: Uh, second request from Greg: Where can one hear Sally's music?
1: Mm. Oh, um, Audio Boom. <laughs> I'll, I'll, shall I dig the link out? Yeah, we'll stick um, it, in the, we notes, put it yeah. in the show notes. Yeah, but it's, I've, I, I've, most of my music's up on Audio Boom. Although there's some new ones that I need to upload. So um, we might—I might even be able to put a Google Drive link into the. Uh, into the show notes just put all my music on it because I've got a big folder with it all in. Oh, what brilliant. kind
0: of music okay. is it, Sally?
1: Oh God, what kind of music? That's a there's the question because I trained in classical singing, operary type things, but mm. I did theater I've done theater, I do a bit of my own stuff which is kind of slightly poppy I suppose um, everything cabaret, comedic stuff. Yeah, a whole, whole range of things. So um, I, I shall stick them all in a place and then I we can upload the, those to the show notes.
2: Wow. Brilliant. Um, so. he, well, Greg says, I have no interest in making podcasts. but I am an amateur songwriter. He says, would you recommend learning Audacity or Reaper? Well, I think it's fair oh. to say we're all Audacity people here. Um, maybe <laughs> with you <laughs> exception, Sal, because I think you're kind of in the middle at the moment. You,
1: I'd like, well, I haven't learned Reaper yet. So yeah. I, it depends on how frustrating I find Reaper. Um, maybe I could talk about that once I've done it, because at the moment, Audacity is... I've used that for years and it's not a problem. Um, on the Reaper on the Mac have not even touched, so I wouldn't like to
2: comment. Well, he says, I found training materials for blind Reaper users, but outside of Sean's outstanding tutorial on Blind Guy Talks Tech, not a whole lot on Audacity. Um, thank you for your advice, he says. And regarding specialised or mainstream tech our hot topic at the beginning of the week. This is my hot button issue, says Greg. The correct answer is both. The sad reality is that the argument the argument that it should be mainstream only has resulted in some very valuable specialised tech disappearing. The price argument is unfortunate. Companies argue cost all the time to provide or not provide accessibility, and it is unacceptable. Society has an obligation to not use cost as an excuse to keep us from having the tools we need to live Uh, full and useful lives. The ID mate, for example, is no longer being made. A smartphone does not even come close to the ID mate, but it is a casualty of government agencies thinking an iPhone app will sort of do the same job. Efficiency and the need to be competitive in work uh, doesn't matter if they can save a few bucks, right? This is why I get upset when people suggest the iPhone is all they need. It may be all you need, but that thought process is hurting the community, actually giving us less choice instead of more. On this note, PC versus Mac, well, the Mac is a nightmare if you're trying to connect to specialised devices or even an Android device, and Macs limit you to the configurations that Apple makes available. The Mac makes a nice expensive toy if you want one, but a PC can be or do anything if you set it up right and configure it for the jobs you want it to do. There is nothing you can do on a Mac that you can't do on a PC, but there are many, many things you can't do on a Mac that is easy to do on a PC. Very, very insightful as always, Greg. I do like your emails. Um, Keep them coming. Yeah. Well, I think we can all agree on a lot of that, right? I mean, that's that, that's the thing. It's, it's, you know, when we get into the whole specialist versus mainstream thing, I mean, it's very, very interesting. Rebecca also picked up on that this week. She says, I want to point out that the blind shell phone is um, still being supported in many ways. I find it much easier to save MP3 or MP4 files to my Victor Reader stream, though I also know how to save these files to Dropbox on my phone. I tend to use the device that helps me complete a task with ease. For example, I prefer to create and edit documents in Windows and use the Perl camera for scanning mail. However, if I need to see what I just grabbed out of the pantry, I'll use seeing AI on my phone. Please remember that many seniors may have age-related vision loss and may not need or want to use touchscreens. Quality of life should be the priority, so let the client decide what works for them, even if it takes a while. Yep, good point. Update
0: on the Blind Shell Classic 2. Um... Really, really good phone. It's got, uh, you know, screen reader. Everything speaks, basically. It must have a screen reader in there because it can, you know, read email and and web pages, etc. It has a proper keyboard, you know, good old-fashioned keyboard with the numbers. And as of this week, it supports Audible as well. So uh, WhatsApp, yeah, lots of different um, brilliant uh, kind of first-party support for these uh, different uh, services so definitely have a look at blind shell not uh RNIB talking book support as yet
2: mm, that's interesting mm, but that's good interesting. audibles on there that's that's mm-hmm. brilliant mm-hmm. actually because i must say i i think this is a great little device i mean yeah. if i had if we didn't have the iphone this would be the the perfect blind person definitely. phone yeah
0: yeah i'm never
1: it's really simple ten- yeah it sounds great i'm never going to use it though i'm never going to use non-mainstream no, tech mind. yeah no <laughs> sorry I hate, I hate to say that you know i don't want to dismiss something outright without even having tried it but it's just it's
2: never going to happen
0: i'm looking at it for my mum so yeah yeah and she would great never idea. touch an iPhone, guys absolutely never say see that's yeah. it
2: but it's, it's exactly that's the point right it's about choice but it's about mm-hmm. understanding what the choice is and hopefully we can bring some of that um Thomas Bryan gets in touch on email to say, hi, guys, really enjoy listening to the show, plus the show on Double Tap Canada. I've been a listener for many years uh, on also the RNIB Tech podcast. was listening to your program the other day about matter when we talked about smart homes and why matter matters. I did like that uh, title. Um, for example, uh, he said uh, there is a guy in the UK called Paul Hibbert who has a YouTube channel. While his views are, uh, his YouTubers are 80, but over the top, Sometimes he has some great information. I don't know what that means. Um, but he has some great information, Stephen. I thought he might be someone worth talking to just to get some of the updates as to what's happening in the smart world. Uh, he won't know much about accessibility, but he certainly can tell you as to the different options, his experience working with smart speakers and general home automation. Um, look forward to the next episode. Uh, that's Thomas in New Zealand. Well, thank you, Thomas, for that. Um, I will certainly check out Paul Hibbert and uh, maybe get him on the show. Um, a lot of the issues with smart home stuff is, as we were saying on the episode, is that it's it's very hard to know where to start and know what the right protocol is. And is there a format you should choose? Is there a way you should set it up? Because once you start setting these things up at home, you know, you, you obviously, in your in your mind, I guess, you want a bit of consistency, right? And that's how I'm feeling at the minute. I've kind of started to understand this, right, so this, this is this thing called ZigBee. Um, which essentially is like a Bluetooth equivalent. It's not Bluetooth, but it's kind of low-energy equivalent. Um, And, you know, that's how I can set this up. I need to get them all onto that Zigbee network. So what do I need to do that? Right, I need this hub. I need to buy this particular Philips Hue bridge, and then I connect that to my network, and that creates the Zigbee wave, and then I can, you know, attach all my light bulbs to it. And it's like, honestly, your head just explodes with this stuff. Except that what you're
0: describing there. Um, and the kind of complexities of it is what Matter's trying to address, isn't it? Which is that you have a a com- yeah, compatible it and go. hub and it talks to ZigBee, Z-Wave, Thread, all the other different protocols. Because, yeah, it's a kind of a Wild West out there at the moment and they're more or less reliable. You know, we know how Bluetooth can drop off, uh, you know, mm-hmm. it can become unpaired and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So... Um, this is hoping to make smart home connectivity much more reliable, much more um, universally supported. So you don't really have to think about that and buy 15 different hubs and stuff. So, <laughs> um, yeah.
2: have, you, have you gone down this route, Sally? Have you thought about, about doing smart home stuff? Not no. Not
1: yet. But, I, I've, you know, um, at the moment, I mean, I've, the only smart thing I've got, I've just got a hive. That's pretty much it. So I haven't done any of the... Uh, I don't have to have anything talking to anything else. Um, and I think it is partly because I'm in the house with everyone's sighted in the house and it's just I don't know I just yeah I haven't I haven't needed to as yet so I tend to be I tend to be very necessity driven when it comes to tech
2: I think that's the right way right I mean it's got to be useful to you there's no point just littering the place with smart stuff and then no one uses it or you just especially if it's going to get
1: broken or whatever you know by young children because that does happen it's just things get broken they get porridge all over them and then things speakers well, don't work and all exactly. sorts of things I exactly mean, if
2: you if you get smart blinds and the kids are hanging off them that's exactly. not much fun right so yeah, yeah.
1: i so, think you know when when i get to a certain age or a certain stage i should say when the kids are old enough not to be hanging off blinds and squirting porridge all over the alexa or whatever you know <laughs> then maybe you know
0: for me i actually want to actively avoid things that make your life more sedentary so but then there mm. are people with disabilities like my sister for whom voice control you know s- smart environment is an absolute godsend because she can't see she's also got ms so she can't mm. she can only move ahead that's it so you know she can turn the tv on and off she can use the a lady for all the things that that provides we have this harmony hub which is like a universal remote control that is a lady compatible so you can control other things that aren't as smart as they needed to be. So um, yeah, but when it comes to, you know, a smart lock uh, for your front door, smart lights, all that sort of thing, I'd want to make sure that I always had a product that defaulted to working if the thing, if the, you know, Wi-Fi was out or whatever, um, because you wouldn't want your door to suddenly unlock, you know, uh, or not let <laughs> yeah. you in, you know, if you couldn't use a key as well as the, the smart lock or lights, you know, just like yours that you were talking about the other day, you know, you can you can turn them on and off at the, the wall, that'll always work regardless of how um, finicky maybe the connection is or the Wi-Fi has gone down or
2: whatever. Unlike my friend who did this and he replaced all his light switches, with smart light switches, now that to me is a big no-no because, in the case of his network going down, even the light switches won't work. Um, so that's not because they're all like touchscreen light. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't, he's sighted, so I'm, I'm not even interested in that. But <laughs> bulbs, yes, but not not the switches. Leave the original switches that they are. Plus, my <laughs> wife would go crazy because because you know it, it's got to be right for everybody in the home. It can't just be good for me. I'm a geek, right? But but my wife isn't, so she's not going to be very appreciative if suddenly the lights don't work and um, your wall switches still work don't they they do and yeah. but, you know, but also the, the one the one feature that I brought in I, well I think a couple of features I brought in one our first was the Hive as well that was our first smart thing in the house mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um, I remember after that connecting it to Lady A and you know I, I, the amount of times I'd say to Lady A set the heat into 19 and she'd say you had a problem and I wouldn't believe her so I'd go and check the boiler and that's exactly it and what it. I had to do with it because
1: it never <laughs> it never did it no. So you know, you're always constantly using your phone to check the app or whatever, you know, and <laughs> definitely
2: yep. on. You know, definitely, yep.
1: we've got a really um, noisy boiler, so you can always hear it, but it yeah, is yeah, and it is right, frustrating. Yeah. But what I've tended to do as well is, again, I try and rely on. As fewer devices as possible so for example i use my phone for everything pretty much in terms of you know to control hive i use it to control the light you know i use it for detecting whether the lights are off so just, there's seeing ai actually has a really great light detector in there and so mm. i can literally at night go around and it, it you know hear the different pitches and and just week the lights off or whatever you know and it's I just find for me again as a parent just the few you know as fewer devices as possible one you can stick in your pocket one that won't get porridge all over it and you don't have to worry about
2: we're going to be back tomorrow uh, with another podcast we're doing this seven days a week now guys this is a seven day week Woo! podcast I know it's uh the questions that I get asked on a regular <laughs> basis from everyone uh, okay at home you know you <laughs> okay with you and your wife you know spending a lot of time in this show <laughs> I'm like, everything's fine guys honestly everything's fine i bet she's but really
1: happy to get rid of you she's so pleased
2: <laughs> she's got tv to watch she's got a life to lead she doesn't care about me so you know it's great she's just getting on with it but um no it, it, we're having a lot of fun here and we decided we'd go seven days so yeah we'll be back tomorrow with another weekend edition we've got more emails to come and also a very interesting discussion i think on learning accessible tech and the frustration that comes with it We'll get into that on the show tomorrow. But uh, for now, thank you so much for listening. Thank you to you guys. Uh, We will all be back, uh, the three of us, tomorrow for another weekend edition. See you then.